What is it about the snowflakes? God's diamonds sprinkled on black velvet. Hmm. Why don't you want me to marry Wade? I just want you to be happy. You don't think Wade can make me happy? I don't think anyone can be happy without being free. What are you so afraid of? Why did you bring Brandon? I don't know. <laughs> I was watching this porn the other day and it hit me. The idea of being held up at that weekend with a whole bunch of married couples just freaked me out. Being trapped. That's what scares me the most. But that's what you don't get about me. It's love that sets us free. Love is just a four-letter word. So is free. <laughs> what porn? Hmm? What porn were you watching when you had this epiphany? Blow the cow. As in... These monks get on their knees, but not to pray. <laughs> <laughs> Praying monks. Okay. Everybody got to pray. Everyone has to pray. <laughs> One way or another. Mm. How do you worship? Send it into hungerpod at gmail.com. <laughs> that was Noah's Ark. Yes. Jump the Broom. That was the movie mm-hmm. that came, came on through after the, the series. Yeah. Television series. Amen. Did I see that? I feel like I saw it once. I feel like I saw it. I, I, I at least saw it twice, I think. Mm. Yeah. I'll watch it again. I love Noah's Ark. Isn't that how it go? That's how it go. Keep it going. Yeah. Remember love. <laughs> that was a theme song. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Max, for that marvelous introduction. <laughs> so, looking at the cast, did you have a favorite? Now you know I did. And you know who it was. Hey, girl! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you're talking about Rodney. Yes! <laughs> who played, um... Actually... Did he play Alex? Alex was. He played Alex. Was my favorite. Like you know how in Sex in the City they say who do you relate to most? Yeah. I related to Alex, right? But who was my favorite? Trey, fine ass Trey. The okay, fireman. got you, got you. Mm-hmm. Thick bull. Alex's husband. So on brand. <laughs> on brand. Right. You just love them. Okay, <laughs> did. And they like. They went through their things as a couple. Like, we saw them kind of... Let me tell you about because Alex. Because Alex... Had really, a spirit of discernment. But I think what we learned is that he kind of wrote off in the beginning that anything like that could happen in his relationship. Mm-hmm. So, like, when it did happen... He was shook. He was devastated. Mm-hmm. At least that's from what I can remember. But then Trey held him down. Because Trey wasn't with it. If I remember correctly, right? Like he wasn't cheating. He wasn't cheating. Because it was like the friend that was The like friend up was to just some... being sneaky, yeah. The friend this wanted one. Trey. Benja- yeah. Whoever Benjamin. <laughs> Look, y- y'all can't see, but I'm, I'm pointing to the laptop screen. But it was that one, yes, right? Yes. Who was his friend. Mm-hmm. 
Who was Trey's friend? Who was Trey's friend and tried to act like, oh no, I'm. A, and then he ended up coming like living with them for a second. Yeah, I know, I know. He tried to sleep with my man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, Alex, you better Yo, know. <laughs> Alex was Annalise Keating for like five episodes. You, Alex was me, okay? <laughs> wow. Um, I really, I, I think, you know, like a lot of folks, I had a crush on Wade, so mm. he was one of my favorites. Um, but I also, I liked, I liked um, Daryl, who, who played Noah. Mm. Um, I thought that he was, especially at this time, like when this show came out, it was just nice to see someone who was just like free and just so ac- accepting of themselves yeah. and didn't like need that um, exterior validation mm-hmm. not from his friends not from anybody so it was it was cool to see him kind of rock that yeah so cute yeah so shout out to Noah's Art shout out <laughs> and hey guys what's up y'all welcome to another episode of the Hung Up Podcast where you may be watching porn okay <laughs> how many of us have been there on Pornhub, on Twitter, on fans only, if I'm you have the coin. Hey. URL. When Bookmarked. I see you, I see me. Bookmark. Okay. <laughs> and we'll never hang up Save. on you because we're doing the same shit. Okay. <laughs> As always, I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at IAMPRYN. Why did I forget, forget my handle? <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Happens to the best of us. I'm Eric. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter. Yeah. At E. Dante Cole. Mm-hmm. And if your hand gets tired, why don't you take a rest from the porn and find us both on Instagram and Twitter at H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Hungapod. <laughs> yes. And while you're at it, why don't you tell us about that epiphany that you had mm-hmm. while you were watching when porn. When you climaxed. When you... <laughs> okay. Send it to Hungapod at gmail.com. Yes. And thank you guys so much for your ratings and reviews. Hey, girl. Keep them coming on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, anywhere you can find a man who should. We'll watch porn with you. We love mutual masturbation. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's right. I'm here for that. Mm-hmm. So there's all types of things to do. Wait. Outside of penetration, I mean. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's you know, just one of ways I love you. Let, Let me count the ways. <laughs> you just don't know. Shout out, Tony. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Yo. That's Tony. Shout out to Tony. So, um, I do have some listener feedback. Shout out hey. to um, new homegirl friend, Janae, um, who I play tennis with. Hey, Janae. And getting to know her has been really dope. Okay. Um, she's a listener to the show now, and she um, sent in a message loving your podcast. Time is not account- accountability in all caps. So I said, okay, girl. Agree. Now, I'm not sure which episode we talked about. It seems like a theme for all of them. I was about to. Okay. <laughs> but yes, you better the truth speak be told. Okay, speak a word. 
She's been listening to all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, shout out to Janae. Thank you for listening. And please <clears throat> drop a rating on Apple Podcasts. Um, rate us five stars. Leave a comment. We would love to get your feedback. Yes. Okay. So let's go ahead on and check in with each other. I can just go first. You can. I don't really have anything. Okay. It's just been one of those weeks. Just one of those weeks. I'm just thankful that Friday is... It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. It's here. Um, I'm happy to be sitting here having a drink with you fine people. Yes. I'm talking about you, P. Wright, and the listeners. Well, God bless you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, And, yeah, that's really it. I mean, I'm just... It's just been a crazy, crazy work week, and um, I'm just happy that the weekend is here. Yeah, that's, that's real. That's, that's all I have, really. Mm-hmm. Well, what about you? Me, mm, excuse me. You're excused. Um, same. It's been. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You good? It, it has been one of those weeks as well over here. But you know what? In every storm, <laughs> there's a cloud. Okay, a silver lining. Over here, I I have a flashback to uh, Tristan. Stop. I have a flashback to that scene in um, Norbit when Rasputia went to the um, the the dance class lesson, or not the. It wasn't a dance class, but it was like a workout class. A jazzercise type thing. Yeah, Mm. and she was like, "I I need a little adjustment over here. (laughs) (laughs) I was born with a trick hip, and it made me real bendy." Yes. Don't be sorry. Live your life. Okay? You are here. Shout out to Rasputia. Shout out to her. Okay? But yes. But anyway, um, what else is going on with you? It truly was one of those weeks. But you know, I just have to give a praise because I made it through. Um, And similar to last week of how I passed my competency, I can say that this week um, I successfully... So glad I made it. Yes. So glad I made it. I made it through. You made Come it on, through. you know the song. And I'm about to give you this check. I check-in. made okay. it. Sorry, I was listening to that this morning. Yes, well, amen. We so must have been right here. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. No, you got a song. Stop saying sorry. Oh. Every time you say sorry, you got to give me a dollar. Okay? <laughs> I don't have no dollars. All right, I'm come on. Cash That's that behavioral shaping. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, last week I passed my um, competency, and I can say this week I successfully defended my dissertation proposal. Yes. Um, so in the next couple of weeks, um, just for the purposes of the study, I will be sharing what that dissertation is in case anybody wants to participate in it. Um, but I'm waiting on IRB, and I can't do that yet. So um, yeah, I'm happy. You know, very cool. Well, congratulations yeah. on meeting yet another milestone yes thank you but program. you know this week was definitely not without the bullshit but here we are yes. okay toll still done still <laughs> I don't having see them fun tonight. well it's a rainy night well you so. do see them because my socks kind of worn it was but, a rainy hey. night Trying to get what I'm not. I don't walk around trying to get what you got. I 
Work is pleasing me because I can't please you. And that's why I do what I do. So, like a willow tree. Do we, do we, do we? And if you don't want to be done with me, you know what I Okay, see, this is not a, a musical this episode. This is great. Y'all. No, I'm, I'm feeling this because clearly this was the theme I was trying to start from the beginning. So I'm glad that you, thank you mm-hmm. for joining in. I mean, did you start it? kind of did because you was isn't that why you t- told me to stop saying I, I was sorry because I kept interrupting the show with with a song but before that we sang Tony so it just started on a musical note okay okay <laughs> okay so what do you have for us so for tonight I wanted to um Read some some parts of this article that I yes. came across. So let me tell you how, first of all, this um, Essence magazine that I have, let me tell you how I got my hands on it. Are you a subscriber now? I'm not a subscriber. Oh. So that's, let me tell you how I got my hands Do on it. Do you <laughs> um, The guy who used to live here mm-hmm. um, no longer lives here anymore, obviously. But <laughs> There is a stranger in my house, okay? Of <laughs> course. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, you know he he's passed on to to glory. Oh and, shit. Yeah. Oh. But he continues to get a, a whole lot of mail, so I think he pulled a Tupac on somebody. Mm. I think he's around somewhere. Listen, maybe he got too um, much to do because he gets a whole lot of mail. Mm-hmm. But um, and usually what I do because uh, I just moved here is I kind of like. Um, you know, Sift through them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all like you should just say. What I usually do is I'll like set it, um, I'll like bring it in and like set it on like down by the like 48 or whatever. Mm. Like, um, and, and then like my landlord, he'll come eventually. Like he stops by like once a week or whatever. And I guess he'll like take it. This week, an Essence magazine came, and I said, "Oh no, I, I'll keep. That. I won't be leaving. <laughs> I'll keep that. One. I'll keep this one. Thank you, Donald girl. Yes. Um, why do you have a running subscription to Essence? Essence but you must have got the lifetime subscription. Anyway, oh, so I'm set. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Okay. So that's that's number one, mm-hmm. right? And then. Um, Yesterday, I was just browsing over Twitter, and I saw a tweet from, um, I believe her name is Travell mm-hmm. Anderson, um, self-proclaimed gender non-conforming bad bitch, who is the director of culture and entertainment at Out Magazine. Cute. Um, wasn't really familiar with her, uh, but you know, I saw a lot of folks like tweeting about this article. And I also thought it was kind of interesting that I had the magazine sitting on my kitchen yeah, counter. So you could so, browse through. So I could browse through. Now I had a real, real reason to browse through. So I picked it up, and the article, um, at first I thought I had lost it, but it's literally on the last page mm. um, of the magazine. And the name of the article is Now You See Us. Yes, black LGBTQ plus creatives are breaking glass ceilings, busting out of closets, and beating down doors. But there's still more room to be done. 
written by Travel Anderson. And it's a fairly short article, but I thought it was um, really cool. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to kind of bring this here, read a few excerpts from it, and get your feedback on it. Sure. And that'll be the show for tonight. Sounds good. <laughs> so I'll start off um, right from the beginning. The first time I saw a glimmer of myself reflected back at me on screen was in Patrick Ian Polk's 2005 series, Noah's Ark. A black gay sex in the city of sorts. I'd watch it behind closed doors and at a barely audible volume in fear of my mom overhearing and finding out my tea. But starved for authentic representations of my true self I gladly took the risk. So let's just stop right there. Um, how it opened up, I thought was pretty, pretty interesting. The first time she saw a glimmer of herself reflected back at herself on screen was when she watched Noah's Ark. And um, I hope I'm not out of line by saying she. I know she's gender nonconforming. So mm. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But. Yeah. <clears throat> So I wanted to ask you, when do you recall was the first time or one of the first times that you remember seeing yourself reflected back at yourself? It's very funny, but I think it was when I first saw Noah's Ark. So I wasn't a girl who grew up with cable. Okay? <laughs> um, but when we finally did get it, I was in middle school. So I would say like fifth, sixth grade, and I would sneak and watch Noah's Ark because um, yeah, my parents just weren't home, so like I was able to sneak on the HBO. Yeah. And I'm telling you, Alex, I was just like, oh, wait, me. <laughs> <laughs> so you really saw yourself. I really Alex. saw myself in Alex, or I saw what I wanted to become in Alex. Just like fun, mm. frisky, flirty, and with a strong ass nigga. <laughs> yeah. You know, my first celebrity, excuse me, words. My first celebrity crush was LL Cool J, and I think Trey kind of just yeah, replicates that. Right there. The cousins. A theme. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, it definitely was Alex. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Girl. So <laughs> for me, I feel like I was much younger. Um, I feel like I was definitely still in elementary school mm. when I remember first having this experience of seeing myself reflected back at myself. And I thought about this question as more as like, not just on screen, because if it if that was the fact, I would say um, Noah's Ark as well. But even before Noah's Ark, I remember mm-hmm. seeing maybe gay characters a part of movies or oh, really? a part of series that, you know, I was like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, that's interesting. I think with Noah's Ark, it was probably my first time seeing so many black gay men together like Skittles it was just so many different flavors all telling their different stories from their different perspectives but I feel like from really from a younger age it was um, in my cousin Okay. so I grew up with um, one of my cousins we were you know really close because of that we grew up together Uh, we were both really um, saturated in the church like the whole family was. I mean, mm-hmm. to this day, uh, my aunt is the first lady. My uncle is, you know, the pastor of the church. So yeah. church is still a very big part of the family. Um, <clears throat> so from a young age, we were saturated in church and we were always in church. And, you know, we were, you know, we were both kind of the black sheep in my mind. This is like me thinking about it 
Sure. Um, in retrospect, like the black sheets, because we both knew mm-hmm. like we were different, and we knew that we kind of saw it in each other. Okay. And to be very transparent, um, it wasn't good. We fought each other a lot. Mm-hmm. We grew up fighting a lot. Yikes. Um, and I think it was a combination of seeing that reflection, but also like hating that reflection mm-hmm. because we were constantly being fed this narrative of that's not right, girl. Yeah. Or you burning the hell for that. And we were hella young, you know what I'm saying? So that was a little terrifying yeah. and traumatizing. And so, unfortunately, it kind of resulted in us kind of kind of having that kind of relationship. And, like, to this day, I would say, like, now that, you know, we're, we're definitely older, like, we're good. Um, and there have been plenty of times I've gone back home and... You know, sometimes like we'll, we've hung out, we've spent time together, we've, we've done things together, but we're definitely, you know, the, I mean, we fought a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we really did um, have those issues growing up. So I think it definitely like did something to our relationship. Yeah. But I think we're definitely grown and mature enough now to where um, we can be in the same space and, and be not fun- fight. Oh, yeah. We're we not, we not doing that. Okay. <laughs> can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, what mo- what other movies were you exposed to when you were younger, or like sitcoms with gay people in them? All right, so in talking about like you know we're, we're talking about like this reflection, right? So I remember um, things like Living Color. Okay. Where I wasn't really allowed to watch that when mm-hmm. I was young, but I would like sneak and watch it, and I would see like the skits with. Um, I know um, the Wayans. Carrie did one. Yeah, the Wayne, the Waynes, but also um, why can't I get his name? Something Carrie. Jim. Jim Carrey, Yes, mm. the Mask. The movie he did the Mask. I, I love that movie. The mm. Mask, one of my favorite Jim Carrey movies. Um, but he even did some like gay esque kind of like skits. And, yeah, like, but. So with that, it was like I saw things like that. Oh, and so because they were portraying gay people, you saw that piece of your identity in it. Just so not necessarily piece. like you, right? Exactly. Okay. Okay. That's the exact point that I was getting. Okay. Okay. Because like because I was shook. I was just like I didn't relate to that, but yeah. I also saw that there was some type of like similarity there. Okay. Like, oh, child, we on the same tracks. Like, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> we on the yeah. same side of the tracks. Ooh. So. I feel like it was things like that um, until, like I said before, Noah's Ark came along. And yeah. then it was just like, oh my gosh, like the black gay sex in the city because... And I think a lot of people reference it so as many that people. because yeah. it was just like we saw a collection of gay black men together. Yeah, and so many different ones, which the, highlights yeah. that gay black men are not a monolith. This yeah. brings me back to the dissertation. Yeah. So many times people just assume that gay black men are this one thing, one thing or just have like these very common associations, but I think um, what Patrick Ian Polk, or Ian Patrick Polk? 
Patrick Ian Pope. You got it. Yes. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Little Merlot. <laughs> what he did was a really show that the community is so diverse. And even looking at like the core friend group and then the partners of the core friend group, like right, and their it, it dynamic just, it continues with to the vary friends. what a, bl- a gay black man is. Yeah. So dope. Such a good. Uh, such a good show. How do you feel that like we don't have? There's really nothing like that right now, right? Correct. I feel like Pose Correct. is definitely giving us something for the culture. I think it's I think, definitely yeah. giving us something that's needed. I think Pose definitely gives you the historical context. Yes. It gives you a history. I think it's a different... I feel like the two can't be compared, though. No. You know what I mean? Two very different things. And I like how you put the emphasis on the history part. Yeah. And the background part. I mean, obviously, we, we can't go without saying the house part, mm-hmm. right? That's a big part of yeah. um, the plot. Um, and we didn't really see any of that, or not a whole lot of that, when it went on Noah's Ark. I just remember it was really about relationships, interactions, yeah. shit that's going on at on the job shit that's going on at home Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like real life shit literally the black gay sex in the city yeah like looking at livelihoods of different gay black men with different relationship structures which shows you there isn't just one right right maneuvering both same gender loving and straight circles Mm. navigating homophobia dealing with DL niggas like it was so good yeah I need me a box set Okay. <laughs> and even like sexual fluidity because Yeah, the threesome episode. The one um I'm trying to remember the see, did I take it down? Um Kristen Vincent, who played um Ricky, was very like promiscuous, right? Mm-hmm. And I think many people would be you know, many people would agree like that's sexual liberation. Like people can do that. Yeah, he had a great time. Some of his friends were criticizing him because of that, mm-hmm. but I think that's like a real life scenario. Like sure. in your group of friends, potentially you would have people who would be totes for you, like out here doing your thing. Who like who are more open and who are more reserved. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So you kind of saw both sides of the coin. It's a fabulous show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me see. So the next part I wanted to read, I'm going to skip around. Um, It's still in order, though. I'm not like going out of order of the article. As more black writers, directors, and producers gain the agency necessary to create complex, complex, nuanced characters in their own informed images, others within the black community, namely lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer people, had to settle for representations of ourselves filtered through cisgender and heterosexual gazes. Unfortunately, characters like those on In Living Colors, Men on Film, Sketch, Series, often did for Black LGBTQ plus people what Black characters created by and for the white gays did for the broader Black community. They they sensationalized, stigmatized, and further marginalized us. So that part that part of the article also like stood out to me because I remember um having a conversation with someone on Twitter a while ago. Um she had made like a comment on um 
a video that was posted by one of the female comedian and Instagram impersonators. Like, oh, I can't remember which one. Sure. There, there are lots of them. But it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter which one it was. It really just, she kind of just was speaking to all of them, like, basically, like, men who throw on these wigs and impersonate, quote-unquote, black women, it's offensive, you know? And, you know, we don't all like that, you know what I mean? So that, remembering that comment on Twitter and then reading, you know, what Travell Anderson said about how skits on In Living Colors, like I brought up earlier, like, remember seeing those type of things, but not fully identifying with it. You know, Travell's perspective of that is really things like that you know stigmatized and further marginalizes the community and um i feel like that's definitely that's definitely possible i think that when it comes to comedy there there's a really thin line between something that's hilarious and offensive um sometimes it can be kind of the same in the same bag like something can be hilarious and offensive at the same time when it comes to comedy I think and I thought to myself like hmm Eric like where do you draw the line between comedy something being funny and something being offensive and marginalizing a certain group or a community and the answer that I came to was when they say it's offensive Mm. I feel like that community has the right to express that something just doesn't work for them or that something is that something that's being projected onto them or being said about them is offensive mm-hmm. and i think that no matter what that group or community is they have the right and the liberty to kind of speak to that what do you what do you think sure they have the right to speak to that do you end your comedy because they spoke out against it cuz i just think about I, I love the references here because that's where my mind went to kind of like the um, in living color men on film mm-hmm. and I would say even things like around that time it was I know it was a little bit later but like nutty professor or mm-hmm. like Norbit coming to America <laughs> yeah coming to America which really plays up like you know these African stereotypes like <clears throat> in that time I would even say now I think comedy in general has been offensive and i think we i think so many people speak out and are just like well you can make comedy that's not offensive and i'm just like sure you can but more than likely people won't laugh right like if you look at the trend of comedy a lot of comedy that people have like busted their guts over has been pretty offensive right you look at taboo shit yeah you look at monique fuck them skinny bitches right skinny people will be offended right um (laughs) off of this article Um, I do agree that a lot of the comedy that has been put out here about gay people really does stigmatize us and marginalize us. So, again, the in living color trope, um, however gay people have been characterized throughout the recent times, Mm -hmm. it, it does kind of create this picture of what a gay black man is. And so this is why I go back to appreciating Noah's art, because it shows so much more diversity and shows like, no, this is not just who we are yeah right is this a part of who we are sure like some people do act the way that the men on men on film act and there's nothing wrong with that right so i think noah's art did a really good job of just like shifting that whole perspective of stigma yeah or stigma-centered perspective 
Okay. Uh, yeah. I think you ask, like, should they stop their, their comedy? No, I think... Or if they do, that's a personal choice, sure. right? I think that folks have the right to speak out when things are offensive and, yeah. and don't make them feel good, but I... I think that we cannot control people's reactions yeah. and what other people do. We can only control ourselves and what we do. So I think what's even more important is that like folks can be out here, you know, impersonating, you know, the LGBTQ plus community. I think what is even more important and Travell, I think alludes to this throughout the article is that LGBTQ plus LGBTQ plus individuals have the opportunity and the in the equal access and ability to also create and tell our own stories i think that is important because when you don't have that and you only have the other extreme Mm -hmm. whose point who's who's painting the story for us i think that's an inequality and i think that's an injustice sure So the next part I wanted to read is here. Um, In front of the camera, Black LGBTQ plus actors are also experiencing unprecedented unprecedented levels of visibility. From Orange is the New Blacks, Laverne Cox, to If Bill Street Could Talks, Coleman Domingo, to Unbreakable Kimmy Schmitz, Titus Burgess, who we love, and singer and actress Janelle Monet to Queen Sugars, Rutina Wesley, and Brian Michael to The Handmaid's Tale, Samira Wiley. Still, we have a long way to go. I know it can still feel like LG- Black LGBTQ plus people are everywhere, especially given Hollywood's tendency to make certain narratives appear socially relevant or woke. However, it's necessary for our allies to continue using their privileges to open doors for Black LGBTQ plus people so that we can take the lead in telling of our stories. And queer and trans actors must be cast to play queer and trans roles while also being allowed to play non-queer and non-trans characters according to their abilities, talents, and interests. I love that part. And the article finishes with, the goal is for generations to come to know of our existence through the film and television shows we create and in which we star. Because our stories too are black stories and the many ways we show up and move through the world deserve to be seen and celebrated. I think that was a great article. Mm. And I really liked her emphasis on... um, queer and trans people being allowed to play non-queer and trans characters like don't typecast the community because you kind of see them in this one vein or this one light like any actor folks should be able to play roles based on their ability and their skills and their talents I think that's so interesting because we know that well for those who are involved in, I guess, like the acting community, typecasting is a thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so whenever I talk about like diversity or like changing the system with my professional peers, one thing I always raise up is like, well, are the powers that be who are in control of the system ready to change that system? 
So are they ready to do the That's casting? That's a big factor. <laughs> yeah, are they ready to do the casting of yeah. queer and gender nonconforming people to like non-queer gender non-conforming roles, right. right? And if not, then I think it goes back to that second point that you raised of people using their own platforms to create those narratives. And when I like my mind started thinking about that, I was just like, okay, but we are now in a sp- or not but but and we are now in a space where we finally have those platforms to tell whatever stories we want and it seems like now we are telling the stories that shift these stigma centered narratives right that diversify the presentation of who we are and i mm-hmm. think that that's the space that we're kind of in now so i think if we really want that change of you know queer people playing like non queer roles it may depend on us to create those roles. And so the question then for me rises, like, are we ready to move from just telling our varied stories? Well, actually, no, both. Can we find a way to tell our varied stories and place queer people in non-queer roles? Are we ready to make that move? That's a really great question and and a valid question. And I think um, in agreeing with Travell. That is why um, our allies play such an important role in this transition, this mm. switch, mm. because these stories that you mentioned that you know we're we're telling that's shifting the narrative of who we are are the same stories that like the story hasn't changed. These are the same stories, right? That have been the story since the dawn of time. I think it's just now that we're beginning to tell that story Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah so as we are ready to or as we are telling them are we also ready to place queer people in non-queer roles now when you say we are you saying queer people or you're saying queer people making film non-queer people queer people making film because if we wait on our allies or even non-allies or the people who are in power who are like creating these hollywood films if we wait on them to introduce queer people into non-queer roles, we might be waiting for a long time. So similar to that point you raised of like, we need to use our own voice and our own resources Mm -hmm. to create our platform. Are we ready to still tell our stories and push out these varied Mm -hmm. narratives and also embed norms such as queer people playing non-queer roles? Are we ready to do that? I feel like queer people, as far as creating queer art and, and telling queer stories. I feel like queer people are already doing that. I think a lot of them a lot of them are already doing that. I think to further that it is it, it is important that people who at least claim to be allies to the LGBTQ plus community, um, these are people who are in privileged spaces that many of us cannot get into. So I think it is important um, additionally that these folks open up their privileged spaces and let us tell our own stories on that platform. Um, and, and, and these movies and these shows should be written by queer people, directed by queer people. Queer people should be acting in these roles. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. that's the type of support that I would like to see. Okay. So really dope final thoughts. Thank you so much. Um, You guys, that was the article, Now You See Us, and you can catch that in the Essence, the most recent. So I guess this is 
Oh, this is June. Yeah, June. June 2019. Um, volume of Essence. Check it out. It's on the last page um, by Travel Anderson. And we are going to take a quick little break and we'll be right back. Brizzy, Brizzy. Close out the show. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. Hey, what's up, y'all? Hey, guys. So we're back. We are back and we are going to close out the show with our hanging ups and our hung ups. Yes, it is that time. Would you like to go first? I can. You can? Okay. Um, so I don't have a hang up or a hung up, but I just want to give a, a piece of sage wisdom. Okay. Auntie wisdom, if you will. Many of us don't like our jobs, right? Many of us, I would say, hate our jobs. Do us all a favor. If you hate your job, quit. Okay. Because some of y'all be hating y'all jobs to the point where you go and you give half-ass work and it not only shows that you don't want to be there but it impacts other people okay so i was down at the schoolhouse and i don't give a fuck about this because i'm very frustrated with my program right now i was down at the schoolhouse and you know i'm approaching this year where i'm about to defend my dissertation in the spring hopefully god willing in jesus name i pray <laughs> I'm also going to be applying for internships, right? So which means my classes will be done after two semesters, right? I will have no more classes. So, you know, as the the auntie I am, I was just going through to make sure that all my ducks were in a row, all my classes were set up how they needed to be so I could just knock them out and be done. And I realized that one class that was on my schedule is no longer offered because the professor, you know, had a situation. And so the class was no longer available. Mm -hmm. But I still need... A to certain, graduate. I, huh? <laughs> yeah, I still need a certain number of classes yeah. to graduate. And so since that one is gone, I should not have... Like, one of the requirements for my graduation should not be filled, right? But I go on the computer and I see that that requirement is all the way filled. The person who does the requirement checklist marked it off as complete. I'm looking at the classes she puts that to say that I fulfilled the requirement. And one of those classes are, say it was an elective that I needed to take. She put that I took a required class as an elective. So I send her an email. I'm like, hey, sis, this don't seem to be right. She doesn't respond. A good week and a half goes by. I'm still waiting on a response. Yeah. So what do I do? I take my ass in the summer heat to go sit down face to face. Right? God ain't gonna keep long in this, in this heat. heat. Neither am I. <laughs> okay? So I get there and I, you know, get put on the friendly voice. Hey, Sarah. You know, I'm just checking to see if you saw my email. Do you know what this lady said to me? She said, I'm busy. Right? And I'm like, wait, what? Okay. She was just like, I'm busy. But and you're at work. Okay? So then I was just like, oh, Eric, I nearly started cussing in that but office, but then I realized I am standing 6'1", big and black, and male, and you are here in the office. You could ring the panic button, right? So I was just like, so are you saying that in By your... By not doing much at all. So I had to ask her professionally. I was like, are you saying in your busyness, you are not able to do your job? Because your job is to make sure this is correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Then she kind of blew me off. And handed me a piece of paper. I still to this day don't know what the paper was about. So you know what I did? I said, thank you for your time. 
I went down to my computer and then I contacted the dean of the program and let him know everything that was going on, including the way that she behaved, right? So your, your job might be on the line, sis. Just want to let you know. And so this is a warning to all of you because there are many people out who will react like your me. Your customer service survey. Okay. Okay. <laughs> P. Ryan said, this is a warning to all of you. This is a warning hoes. to all of you because there are people who will react just like me. If you do not like your job, if you are tired of your job, if your job is giving you more than you can bear, pack your shit up and go because there's somebody else who will fill the position and do it how it needs to be done. Okay? Yeah. Bye. I know that's right. All right. That's a word. And you're lucky if you have somebody like me who won't respond the way they want to respond. Because I wanted to tear shit up. Some people do, though. They can catch it. Okay. But I'm the only black one in the program. So, so anybody else going to do it. Okay. I mean, in life, maybe at some other point, they'll, they'll catch it. They'll, oh, they'll learn. Let me tell one you. One way or another. I'm sitting on ready for graduation. Because then you can't take the degree. Okay. A couple people going to get a word. I'm sick of this damn program. I'm good. <laughs> I'm pissed. This has been that type of week. It has been a week. Yes. But that's okay. How are you? What do you want? What are you hanging out with? What do I want? What do I want? What you want? <laughs> you want to keep yeah, going? <laughs> right. You want to keep going? Because I'm not changing up on it. I'm not. I'm not changing up on it. I respect you for not changing. <sighs> I am hung up on a few things. Um, first... I am hung up on um, Barack Obama. Okay. They say former president. No, he is my oh, forever president. president. Forever president Barack Obama. Um, surprised some kids in D.C. Um, a few days ago. Um, I wish he would surprise me. Who's this? The Washington Nationals Youth Baseball Academy. Um, with a bag of <laughs> with a bag of groceries in tow to <laughs> contribute to the academy's fresh. Produce market. Obama showed up completely unbeknownst to the children or their parents. Um, But he stayed and he really had a good time with them playing and doing all types of stuff. It was this one black kid who was running around screaming, Barack Obama! Barack Obama! Just randomly. He was just running around screaming it because he was just so... Excited. Excited that Barack Obama was just there and out of his busy time decided to play um, baseball with them. So shout out shout out to um, my president, forever president Barack Obama yes. for, for being dope as he always is. And um, what else? Lastly, I am hung up on billionaire Robert F. Smith, who Aww. was the most recent keynote speaker at Morehouse College Commencement, um, I think last Sunday. And he surprised, he not only gave a great commencement speech, but he surprised the graduates with letting them know that he was paying off their student loan debt. Yes, I wish somebody would do that to me. Okay. But I claim it. Somebody Come is going to do that here, to me. Oh, Lord. Okay, Please. whether it be through a commencement speech, whether it be through marriage, whether it be through sugar daddyism, it will get paid in sugar full in the day. Okay, it's a study, it's a study. Hey, <laughs> hallelujah! All right, well, that is all we have for you guys tonight. Yes, that is a wrap, guys. As always, you 
have listened to the Hug Up podcast. I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I am P-R-Y-A-N. I'm Eric. You guys can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at E. Dante Cole. Find us both on Instagram and Twitter at H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. Yeah, and we would love to hear your feedback on tonight's episode. Um, we, you know, talking about the first time you saw a reflection of yourself, um, drawing the line between com- comedy and the marginalization of certain groups. Um, we talked about LGBTQ plus representation um, on the silver screen and also um, in series. So we would love to hear your feedback. Um, not just on the episode, but if you want to give your experience with any of those things, send it to hunguppod at gmail.com. Yes. When did your reflection show who you were inside? Come on, Mulan. Okay? Come on. Come on, Mulan. And yes, guys, thank you for your ratings and reviews. Yes. Okay? Keep them coming. Okay? On Instagram, tw- uh, not on Instagram, on Apple Podcasts. Keep the shit. Keep them coming on Instagram too. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, anywhere you can find a man, uh huh, uh-huh, who make you feel like Mulan. All right? <laughs> have you feeling like you're somebody else? Okay. Have you have you seen have you going to war? <laughs> have you seen reflections and things? Okay. Have you going to war for the dick? Okay? <laughs> yes. You Thank you guys so much. Huh? Okay, now I throw lips to this shit. Handle it like, like a, a real bitch. <laughs> you I saw that face? I see you. Yes. All right, y'all. We see you next week. Bye. Peace. Yeah.